Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. You can follow the show on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, Instagram at Beyond the Lines Podcast, and Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines. This is episode number three, and today's episode is about the notion or belief that young athletes have to be the number one player in the nation in their particular sport or they're a bust. Later in the show, I'll have an in-depth Q&A with a 13-year-old athlete and get his thoughts on this issue you'll want to hear what he has to say. One in three, or 7% of high school athletes, go on to play varsity sport in college. Less than 2%, or 2 in 100, go on to play at Division I schools. 6%, or 1 in 16 high school seniors, will play football in college. 1.7%, or 1 in 50, senior football players in college will get drafted to the NFL. 0.08%, less than 1%, or 8 in 10,000 high school seniors, will eventually be drafted by an NFL team. That is the stark reality that young athletes and parents must face when we're talking about going from high school to college sports and then from college to the professional levels. In today's social media driven, I want it now and I have to be the best or I'm nothing sports culture, young athletes are pushing and expecting themselves to be the number one player in the nation in their particular sport. But at what cost? It's expectation versus reality. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with a young athlete expecting more out of themselves than anyone else expects out of them. But when does the line between expectation and reality get blurry? As parents, we want our kids to be the best they can be away from the field as well as on the field. As coaches, we want our players to be the absolute best athlete they can be. So as parents and coaches, do we enable our young athletes to foster the idea of being the number one player in their particular sport when the numbers suggest just how difficult, not to mention subjective, that is? Or do we set and embrace realistic expectations for our young athletes to have a more realistic opportunity of reaching those goals and expectations? After a competition, does your young athlete focus on his or her mistakes? Do they criticize their performance instead of focusing on learning from their mistakes? Does your young athlete focus at all on what he or she did well in that competition? If so, your young athlete may be a perfectionist. After competition, they're usually hard on themselves, which hurts their confidence. Perfectionists focus more on bad plays, mistakes, and what they could have done better. Instead of damaging their confidence with expectations, they need to grow their confidence by not judging their performance negatively and focus on how they can improve. Young athletes should evaluate their post-competition performance in a constructive rather than destructive manner. One of the toughest challenges for perfectionists is their high expectations. After a competition, they're very hard on themselves. These young athletes need to grow their confidence from one competition to the next and not be so hard on themselves. Also, what young athletes tend to do is focus on the play of their teammates or opponents, which really hurts their confidence. The focus on other players distracts them from their own game. The athletes tend to compare themselves to friends who are more talented than they are or other athletes with equal talent but perform better than them. Also, young athletes will compare themselves to opposing players who are bigger and more talented than they are. When young athletes compare themselves to their friends, teammates, or opponents, they are putting them on a pedestal which could do harm to their confidence. This distracts young athletes from focusing on what's going on during the competition. Also, when young athletes focus on the strengths of other people, it may cause them to raise the expectations for themselves. And when they fail to meet those raised expectations, they may become upset and lose confidence. So let's hear from my guest and get his opinion on this issue. 
So my guest today is a 13-year-old middle school football player. His name is Cade. He's originally from Baltimore. He now lives in Florida. So Cade, today we're talking about athletes uh, who have this notion that they have to be the number one player in their sport or they're a bust. So my question to you is, where does that notion or thought process come from that a player has to be a number one player in the nation or they're a bust? I feel like a lot of kids see it from social media. Everywhere they go, they see like five-star this, like five-star that. So when they get into high school, that's what they're expecting, that they're going to be a five-star and they're going to be a number one player in the nation, when really there's only like one person that can be that. Now, do they realize, because again, you're 13 years old, so you're perfectly in that centered in that range where social media targets your age range. Do you guys in that age range realize just how tough it is to be a five-star athlete in any sport? I think I do, and a lot of kids, a lot of other kids do, but some kids I think don't realize that because they're just so stuck on social media and seeing like the top people and not realizing the work that it actually takes to get there. Now, at what age do you feel young athletes start to think about being the number one player in the nation in their sport? I feel like it, you know, depends on the kid. Some kids like get introduced to it early, like six or seven. But for me, I, I feel like it was only like a couple of years ago till I started to realize that, like, maybe that's what I want to be one day. All right. So and you mentioned it a, a minute ago that how difficult it is to be the number one player in the nation. So how does your friends and yourself and even your teammates deal with not being the number one player in the nation? Because as you mentioned, it can only be one person. So there's going to be hundreds of thousands of kids in each sport or in every sport that will not be the number one player in the nation in that sport. So how do you feel at your age you guys handle that? Um, I feel like some kids, it'll start to set in like sophomore, like junior year at high school when maybe they realize that that won't be a reality for them. But uh, for some kids, when they start to get offers, they never want them to stop. So they're just going to like, I guess, keep pushing towards being number one. So even if they get offers, but yet they're not rated or ranked as a number one player in the nation, how do you feel or what do you think that affects them? How does that affect them? Even though they have all these offers, you know, whether it's two offers or 12 offers, but yet they may not be the number one player in the nation in their sport. How does that affect them? Does that still an issue for them? I feel like some kids, they're happy with getting one or two offers or not being ranked at all, as long as they can go to a college that will pay for them to go there. But some kids, they like, if they have a really big ego or like just want to be on like the top of every social media page, they like will be upset if they're not the number one player. But some kids, they're cool with having an offer and going wherever. So then is it really more about the offers or is it more about being the number one player in the nation? I think it's more about, I think it's more about the offers for me because obviously the higher stars you are, the better offers or more offers you're going to get. But if for someone like someone that say, say like they're like a two star and they have like five to 10 offers, they could be cool with that. But maybe some people, they want to have like 30 plus offers and be a five star or else like, those other smaller offers don't matter, though. Now, in episode one, I had Coach Perez from Steinbrenner High School on, and we talked about 
enjoying the process. He mentioned enjoying the process and kids want that D1 offer, D1 offer. At your age, do you think kids enjoy the process of going through practicing and playing games and getting better and improving their game, whatever the sport may be, and enjoying the process? Or is their main focus just the offer, just a division one, just being the number one player in the nation? Uh, I think for most kids, they don't really think about like improving their game like day by day. They just see, they just see like being the number one recruit, uh, going to college and then getting drafted into the NFL. They don't like go day by day to see like the process, working out every day, uh, training your mind every day, like eating healthy. Most of them just see like, the number one recruit and they just want to like speed to that, like get there as fast as they can. Now, do you think that young athletes such as yourself feel the pressure to be uh, the best player in the country? I think a lot of them do because um, I feel like a lot of them believe that if you're the number one player, then you're better than everyone else, which most of the time isn't the case. You're just, you know, got uh maybe more size or like have more popularity than other people but you know rankings are just a number like being ranked number one doesn't make you the best player out of, out of like everyone your age yeah that, that's a good point you brought up because that that leads me into my next question let's say you're ranked number one player in the nation in your sport you know whatever sport may be and you have a number of offers what does having a number of offers and you you get to choose where you want to go and you're ranking number one player in a, in a nation, but what does those accolades guarantee you? It doesn't really guarantee you anything because there's, there's been a lot of like five stars in the past that, you know, aren't even starting for their college team or they've had, they've had to transfer to smaller schools just because they couldn't get the playing time where they wanted to go because they didn't maybe put in the work or, didn't have the grades for it, whatever the case may be. Now, and that's a good point that you brought up because that that is the case in, in, in a lot of the cases, I should say, is that just because you're ranked five star and, you know, you have 10, 15, 20 offers, whatever the case may be, and you go to a big name school in your given sport, doesn't guarantee that you'll move on to the professional level in that sport. Doesn't even guarantee that you'll be a starter at the collegiate level. Uh, and particularly if you're a five star, you're going to one of the bigger programs chances are in one of those bigger programs, there are going to be other five stars there. So you're going to have someone in front of you. Uh, so it's important for kids your age to understand that, as you said earlier, you know, the number is just a, a number. The ranking is just a number. It doesn't guarantee you anything. And behind the rankings, behind the, the offers, you're still going to have to work. And in fact, when you get to the collegiate level, you're going to have to work even harder because now you're not only, uh, you know, in high school, you're the best player on the team, perhaps. You get to the collegiate level, everyone is as just as talented. And so you're going to have to work just as hard, if not harder at the collegiate level. So those rankings and those, those ratings and, and those offers mean nothing. So do you think kids in that 13 to 15 age range would be fine if they were rated, say a three star and they had, you know, say five to eight offers uh, to go play, you know, division one, division two in their sport, would they be satisfied with that? Or it has to be, I have to be a five-star athlete. Yeah, well, like I said, um, a lot of kids, they're cool with, you know, getting an offer anywhere because some of them, like, that may be their only way out to, like, provide for their family or whatever the case may be. 
but some kids that like they're like really dedicated to football some of them may like only want to be number one in the nation and if they aren't then that's not good enough for them but i feel like pretty much most of the kids are cool with getting an offer anywhere where they can play at the college level so again you're 13 years old and you're about to start your high school career and so you have you know four years coming up where you can improve your game improve whatever it is you need to improve to perhaps get an opportunity to play at the next level what is advice uh, and, and again you're 13 so it may be a little bit difficult but what what would you tell your friends and other 13 14 year olds how to handle the process to go through the process and let the process come to you as opposed to trying to become the number one player in the nation which is very 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 difficult to do what would be your advice well i feel like a couple of years ago i like thought about uh like my senior year of high school and like going into college and i was thinking like that's so far away like i have so much time but now i'm starting to realize that i have like four years to like work towards that goal so i'm starting to like really like slow down and realize like day by day I have to do certain work like to get there. So for other kids, I just I would say that they maybe should just slow down and think about the process more instead of thinking about the angle. The angle being trying to be the number one player in the nation. Well, I guess for some kids, because maybe some kids idea of success is number one in the nation and some like their idea of success is just getting an offer anywhere. So for some kids, I just, I would just say getting to the college level in general. All right. Well, Kate, uh, I wish you the best of luck in, in your high school career. And I appreciate you being on the show and perhaps we'll have you on the show again in the future. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Kate for joining the show. As a 13 year old athlete, he gave us an in-depth perspective. So what are the takeaways from today's episode? I'll start with perfectionism. Number one, after a game, help your son or daughter fight perfectionism. Ask them to think of two things they did well mentally or physically. They should also think about two things they'd like to improve in the next competition. Number two, help your athlete adopt a growth approach to competing by focusing on what they can improve on instead of telling themselves that they aren't any good. They should find ways in which they can learn and grow. When it comes to confidence, Number one, you as a parent need to be mindful of not comparing your son or daughter to other more skilled athletes. He or she may think that they are not good enough when you do this. Number two, remind your athlete to focus on their own skills and strengths instead of others. What are they good at? What special talents do they have? Remind your son or daughter that an athlete who looks bigger or stronger is not necessarily a better athlete. Tell your athlete that other kids are human just like them and are probably nervous about playing or have their own doubts as well. That's it for episode three. If you found this episode helpful, I encourage you to share this episode with three other friends. If you like this podcast, I ask that you like, share, and subscribe. Please tune in next week when I'll be talking about women in male-dominated sports. I'll have a very special guest on that you won't want to miss. As always, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you.